takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I hope everybody had a good weekend. The Islanders is hard at work over the weekend practicing and got some good news as Lulam, uh, excuse me, as Barry Trotz has rejoined the team. We'll talk a little bit about that, some quotes from practice and the latest news about what's going on. We'll also look at three Islanders players who really have struggled so far this season and what the Islanders should do once play resumes on Thursday as far as what their place should be in the lineup. How should they handle these three struggling players? We have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more all coming up on today's show. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And, of course, I do live tweet during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So, uh, always great to interact with fans during games. Please feel free. I'll give you instant analysis and insight and talk about whatever it is that is on your mind during any Islanders game, or really at any time. It's always great to talk to listeners and fans. Let's get down to business right now. And look, the Islanders have three players who have been struggling. Well, they have more than three, but let's focus on three forwards in particular. I am talking about Josh Bailey, Kyle Palmieri, and Zach Parise. These three guys are members of the Islanders' one-goal club, and the numbers really are not pretty. Josh Bailey has played in 23 games. Now, one goal, 12 points. That is, you know, uh, essentially over... It's a 40-point season, roughly, over the course of 82 games, which is not great, but not horrible. But the one goal is obviously not enough. It Also, when you think about it, uh, you expect more from a top six forward. Now, Bailey has picked up his game a little bit lately, but, you know, one goal in 23 games for a top six forward, not going to get it done. Kyle Palmieri, 25 games played so far this year. He missed a few games due to an injury. Should be back 
and ready to resume play when the Islanders take the ice Thursday against the New Jersey Devils. But one goal, seven points in 25 games. That's not going to get it done. He's also a minus 11 on the season, which, uh, believe it or not, happens to be the worst mark on an Islanders team that is struggling with the plus-minus, especially when you had that 11-game winless streak in November. And then, obviously, the third player, Zach Parise, 28 games played more than both Palmieri and Bailey, but only one goal, six points. He's a minus four on the season. So, look, how do you get these guys back into the lineup? And should they come back into the lineup? Because, look, Oliver Wallstrom, Kiefer Bellows, and let's add Austin Zarnick to a point to this list. They've stepped up and played very well in the absence of these other players. Look, Zarnick, four points. One goal, four points in eight games. Solid numbers, solid contributions, and he does a lot more than just, you know, put up points. Zarnick, the expectations are more that he's going to check, forecheck, play good, you know, defense and, and pick up his man and do those kind of things. But look, as far as Bellows is concerned, eight points in 14 games, three of them goals, red hot before this latest disruption to the schedule because of COVID. And then Wallstrom, uh, you know, tied for, well, he's third on the team in goals with eight and second on the team in points with 15 in 26 games, leading the team with 65 shots on goal despite missing a couple of games. And right now, I'll be honest with you, Wallstrom and Bellows in particular, deserve top six minutes and probably help the team more if they're playing top six minutes than certainly Parise, who really has been a third-line guy most of the year, and Palmieri, who doesn't deserve top six minutes. Bailey, I think, you know, he's been playing better the last three or four games before the last disruption before the uh, New Year's Day win over the Edmonton Oilers. He was playing better, so that was at least encouraging. And because of his ability to see the ice so well and make plays, out of those three guys, Bailey would be the guy I'm most willing to put in the top six and leave him there. But right now, Kyle Palmieri, to me, really struggling. And the penalty minutes are up. He's got 37 penalty minutes right now in 25 games. That's more than 130 penalty minute, well, pace. Well, no, but it it is a pretty bad pace for penalty minutes, would set his career high by far. And realistically, the reason for his penalty minutes is He's been a step slow. He's been out of position, behind the puck, and as a result, he grabs the player who he's covering or battling for the puck, pulls them down, hooks them, trips them, holds them, whatever it is, ends up in the penalty box. That hurts the team even more. To me, right now, 
yeah, I'm I'm welcoming Kyle Palmieri back into the lineup because he's healthy. But, you know, maybe I give him some second power play unit time. But overall, I would switch either Bellows or Wallstrom, move them up to the top six, put Kyle Palmieri and Zach Parise together on the third line, maybe with J.G. Pajot, and say to Kyle Palmieri, look, you want to get back on the top line or the second line? Earn it. Go out there and earn it. And, you know, Parise, again, a third liner, I think, you know, he's got to keep his spot in the lineup but, uh, and then and then as far as Bailey is concerned, I'd keep him on the second line, possibly move him down to the third, but maybe reduce his ice time a little bit in favor of guys like Wallstrom and Bellows, who A, younger, B, more aggressive offensively, more willing to shoot the puck, which is something this team really doesn't do enough of and have really given this team a jump start in recent games. So this is uh, an issue, and hopefully the, the Islanders are going to figure out the best way to handle this, because it really is a difficult situation to figure out. But come on, they, they've got to do better. They've absolutely got to do better. We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. When we come back, we'll talk about the return of Barry Trotz to Islanders practice, some quotes from practice over the weekend, and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, Make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. And Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll actually want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, they could be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. I mean, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and most of the bars contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and yes, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So, look, there are so many flavors to choose from, you'll have a hard time picking your favorites, but look, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, Cookies and cream, salted caramel, uh, mint brownie, so many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So let's break down what happened over the weekend. Barry Trotz returning to the New York Islanders, and he came back on Saturday after a personal leave of absence. Obviously, unfortunately, uh, you know, his mother passing on, and Trotz basically saying it was very meaningful for a couple of reasons. The way the organization reacted 
allowing me to go home and take the necessary time, the players reaching out, and just watching them today, the effort and the detail they've put in. It's not easy with a 10-day break, but they've done a good job. Lane Lambert, Jim Hiller, and John Gruden and the whole coaching staff did a marvelous job with the guys, and it starts with just the group of guys. We got a chance to work on some things, and hopefully when we get a chance to play in a few days here. He talked about his mother, and this is really moving. Here's what he said about his mom, Iris. Everybody loves their mom. I loved my mom. Some of the things I look back on that she did over the years molded me and my sister just like my dad did. Any success we've had as a family, I've had personally or my sister has, it's from our parents. You only have two of them, birth parents anyway. And from that standpoint, it's the first time I've lost a parent, so it's very difficult. So I have a better understanding when that happens to someone else. I just want to thank everyone who has reached out, not only the Islanders organization, but fans who have reached out. It's very heartwarming to me and very comforting that we're one big family. So I thank everyone who has reached out and been a part of that. And obviously, we send our condolences to Barry Trotz. And uh, look, it, it, you know, we all know all of those of us who have lost a loved one. It's a it's a difficult time. It's a process. It does take time to work through it emotionally. Uh, and sending our condolences and all our best wishes to Barry Trotz and the Trotz family. Meanwhile, the Islanders continue to work at practice, and that in and of itself is a very good thing. And, you know, again, and Trotz did touch on this, the way this team needs to play in order to win hockey games, it really does depend on attention to detail and doing those little things right. And when you look back at the start of this season and you talk about that 08-3 slump in November and into early December, the reason for it, more than anything else, is with COVID knocking this team for a loop. When you don't have the same players out there on the ice, when you don't have the chemistry that you've had in the past, you have more difficulty paying attention to those little details. And that is really something that hurt the Islanders a lot. And I think this break might actually be the tonic that this team needs to go back. Here's what Matthew Barzal said. I think like any team, it just goes a long, long way, especially what we've been through this year, just having so many different lineups. The stretch we went through was tough. Everybody was moving around lines. I had new wingers every night. Every center had different wingers. Wingers had different centermen. We had new defensemen in the lineup. It was just a blender every night, and it's tough to get that chemistry to click right away. So now the Islanders trying to get, paying more attention to those details and get everybody healthy. The only player who we don't know when they will be back and whether or not this player will be back for Thursday's game against the Devils, as of right now, is defenseman Ryan Pulak. And Pulak is a guy you really do want back in the lineup. Pelican Pulak 
that shutdown defensive pair that really does make a big difference for the Islanders. Whether you keep them together as a top pairing or you split them up so that at least one of your top two defensemen are in the lineup to prevent the other team's best players from scoring, it it really does make a difference for the Islanders. And hopefully, uh, they'll get Pulak back in the lineup very soon. But overall, right now, this team has played better. We mentioned the 5-2-4 and four mark over the last 11 games, 14 points in that stretch. They need to play a little bit better than that to get back into the playoff hunt. But really, if you look at the standings right now and where the Islanders are, we talked about the need to play roughly, you know, to get two-thirds of the possible remaining points out there. And that's not impossible uh, for this Islanders team if they're healthy and firing on all cylinders. And yes, the Islanders are right now seven points behind three teams, Columbus, Philly, and New Jersey for fifth, sixth, and seventh place in the Metropolitan Division. But you know what? The Islanders have five games in hand on Columbus to make up seven points. They have seven games in hand on Philadelphia to make up the seven points, and they have eight games in hand on the Devils to make up those seven points. Now, you want to go all the way to fourth place and talk about Pittsburgh. That's a long climb right now. 19 points to make up, but again, eight uh, games in hand for the Islanders to, uh, no, excuse me, six games in hand for the Islanders to do that. If they keep on winning, this Islanders team does indeed have the potential to get back into the hunt, and it's going to take, you know, there's not a lot of margin for error anymore, but I am confident that this team can get the job done. When we come back, we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more, more to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and we have a new updated desktop and mobile website, so sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On. that's one word, Locked On to get started. And yes, betonline.ag will give you free money to bet on site, that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just because you listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that are available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, so check out BetOnline, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, this one, I must admit, Fairly uh, obscure player, didn't have a long career with the Islanders. In fact, he was just with the New York Islanders for 10 games. 
And we're going to go back, those 10 games happening in the mid-90s. Happy birthday. This one is the 55th birthday for former Islanders forward Danton Cole. Cole originally drafted by the Winnipeg Jets in the sixth round in 1985. Played four seasons from Michigan State University. Had a couple of 20-goal years, 29 his senior year, which was 1988-89. Made his NHL debut with the Jets in 1989-90. Played two games for them that year. Stayed with uh, Winnipeg up until the 92-93 season when he joined the Tampa Bay Lightning. Later played uh, a dozen games for the New Jersey Devils before joining the Islanders for the 95-96 season. Split time in the IHL, which was a minor league back then. And the NHL with the Isles played in 10 games for the Isles, scoring one goal. And then was dealt to the Chicago Blackhawks, where he played two games for them before finishing his career in Germany and then back in the IHL. We're going to go back and look at Danton Cole's best game with the Islanders. At the old odd in Buffalo, Islanders taking on the Sabres, the date. December 31st, 1995, Islanders in their fisherman jerseys. Tommy Soderstrom, the netminder for the Islanders. John Blue is the goaltender for the Buffalo Sabres. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Alexander Simak, his 13th from Craig Darby and Nicholas Anderson at the 6.30 mark of the opening period. one to nothing Islanders. But Buffalo bounced back. Milan Tishi in the box for holding. And Donald Audette got his 11th. Randy Burridge and Derek Plant with the helpers at 13-16. It's a tie game. But late in the period, the Islanders bounce back and regain the lead. Todd Bertuzzi, his eighth from Marty McGinnis at 17-24. After one period, Islanders two and the Sabres one. In the second period, no goals, but Chris Luongo and Scott Pearson dropping the gloves. Luongo for the Islanders, Pearson for the Sabres, that fight taking place at the 8.54 mark. In the third, Pearson ties the game for Buffalo. His first of the year, Michael Pekka and Charlie Huddy with the helpers at 7.16. So another uh, former Islander involved in the scoring on that one. And the game is tied 2-2. But then Wendell Clark scores the go-ahead goal for the Islanders. His 18th, Ziggy Palfi and Chris Luongo with the assist at 12-24. And then 18 seconds later, Marty McGinnis, his third from Derek King and Travis Green at 12-42. Four two Islanders and then Danton Cole, our Islanders' birthday of the day, puts the exclamation point on it with an empty net goal at 19-29. His first of the year, Derek King and Brent Severin with the assist. Islanders. Beat the Buffalo Sabres by a score of 5-2. to two. For our Islanders' birthday of the day, Danton Cole, his only goal as a New York Islander, he was a plus one in this game, and he scored on his only shot on goal. 32 saves for Tommy Soderstrom as the Islanders were outshot 34-28, but earn the win, and for Danton Cole, uh, his only goal as a member of the Islanders. So happy 55th birthday to former Islanders forward Danton Cole. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. 
We will keep you up to date on all things going on around the Islanders. We'll have the latest on Ryan Pulak's health as we get closer to Thursday. And we will keep you up to date on everything happening in practice and with this team as finally this latest break comes to a close. So make sure you stay with us uh, tomorrow and every day here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. That's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.